is everybody doing the recording thing that we nominally do for this show <laughs> uh nominally yes okay that's and that's what non, I and non-nominally and not that that's hard to say non-nominally non-nominal So, did anybody got any technology things they'd like to bring before the panel? I would like to, uh, can I, can I do my own, well, it's not really, this is not like, so you know that I've struggled with. Whose horn did you steal? No, that I've struggled with home automation before. Oh, yes, the John Moltz <laughs> story. Oh, and by struggled with, struggled with the idea of why I should do it. But I finally found a, actually a very a, a, oh. a use that was uh, that was applauded within my household. That's the hardest kind to find. So when we were we were away, we were uh, we spent the, a month traveling over the summer, and when we did that, I got these you know outlet things to so that lights could go on and off, mm-hmm. and their home kit enabled, and so I could set the time for them to go on and off and stuff like that. And since we got home, I just unplugged them and didn't haven't been using them. And then I realized that uh, the light on Karen's nightstand, uh, she has this Tiffany light that she absolutely loves, but it's one of those ones that has a switch on the cord. Oh, yeah. And it's fairly far down. And every night it's a struggle for her to get <laughs> to reach the switch to turn the light off. And so I got in bed one night and I was like, and she was still rustling around downstairs. And I was like, I could I could fix this problem. So I spent a bunch of time <laughs> moving furniture Last around. word of any husband ever. <laughs> <laughs> moving furniture around and making a lot of noise. And then by the time she got up, I was like, I was like, watch this. <laughs> Not responding, it said. <laughs> and she, no, no, and it worked. It worked. And she was, uh, she was very pleased. She was very Super happy about impressed. it. And then, uh, and then also very pleased that she could do it from her phone. And uh, so it's all around. It's been a giant success. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think I finally have. Even though, like, I've used like we have a camera system, and that works pretty well. Actually, we had the camera system that did not work. It for did you, not work for me. That's right. And is working extremely well for us. Um, and she's also she's very happy with that as well because she's finally gotten into the groove of checking the camera. Well, so. she's she's a PI. She likes to spy on what's happening well, in the is, neighborhood. I assume that right? is actually why we got the camera <laughs> yeah. because. Some of her clients are <laughs> wow near do wells. Let's put it that way. Mm. I should say ahead of time that I've been literally living in a forest for the best part of the last week, so I know almost nothing about what's been going on in the world. But I did also <laughs> congratulations set up a camera while I was away. Um, was it a was... ring camera? I know how much you love those. <laughs> no, it was not. So Amazon by the we can't, grace of Lex. We can't mention them. They were doing pre-Black Friday deals. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I got an email about it. <laughs> so th- they had the Eufy cameras, anchors. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one John has, the ones that I that's hate. That's the one that I have that worked that worked great for me that Dan could not get to work. So I got one a solo indoor cam. It's like a little like Wally-style robot thing that can pan around. And... I did look at the HomeKit Secure Video stuff, but if you switch that on, it disables like half the features of yeah. the camera. So That's the way I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I like the fact that this thing like follows you around the room and like appears to have some interest in what you're doing. You know, it's the only way I can. <laughs> You've just get described John's like nightmare. Are you, just, are you lonely? Is that what the problem? Is? Well, you could get a Roomba. The, the fact that, would... that I started talking to the camera within about the first half hour. <laughs> 
Did you dress it up in like a little yeah, like, really, outfit yeah. or something? Or? <laughs> no, I'm sure you can get those on at least specialist websites. Like a little dog? That would be adorable. Yeah, but I think you'd need two of them. Oh, well, they get lonely well, if yeah, you only want. You don't want to like stick googly eyes on them. But what was nice about that was when I was away, when I was feeling vaguely anxious as to whether my house had burned down or not, I could switch on the camera have a look around see the pan around the room say it's not on fire uh, yeah it is a dog and it's saying this is fine I, I well that was the thing i actually have a plush this is fine dog sitting on my uh it should sofa. be sitting on the yeah on the oven yeah on the camera uh, but the problem was the so the camera detects people and every now and again i would like switch on the camera and I would find it looking at the dog because I think it decided that the dog was a person. No, it's, it's James, you've seen Toy Story when you're not around. Yeah, exactly. They're mm-hmm. hanging out having adventures. Yeah. So anyway, I had to take the dog and turn it to face the wall so the <laughs> camera would stop oh panning to it. Oh, that poor dog. Uh, now, now it's turned into Blair Witch Project. <laughs> well, th- it was weird because the, be- with a night vision mode on it, mm-hmm. it could see the wallpaper behind the paint that I had painted. Because this room used to be stripes and like 20 years ago, I painted over uh, with a sort of light blue color. And you can't see the stripes, but the camera can see the stripes. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, what was also more terrifying is all the little plush pandas became pure white because some thermal <laughs> somethings or other. So it was like, worse. it was literally paranormal activity looking through that camera sometimes. Yeah, I, plus, you could see the blood dripping down the walls, which really you can't yeah, see. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the other, well, yeah. I did decide the next time I'm going to, before I leave this place, I'm going to find some paint <laughs> that will reflect differently. And I'm going to just write red weird, drum yes. in big letters on the wall and paint over it. When you say leave this place do you mean like shuffle <laughs> yeah, off the mortal coil or <laughs> when he achieves when he achieves his final form oh okay yeah other than the fact that the camera would occasionally report movement in the room mm. where there wasn't one <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, what sure. i'm saying is I've, not. I've bought a haunted camera or a haunted flat I'm that's probably sure the haunted flat yeah the fun thing with the uh, the outdoor cameras is it will report you know, like you'll get get this thing like movement on your porch and it'll be like at three o'clock in the morning and you'll pull it up and it's like it's a cricket crawling across the camera (laughs) (laughs) which is really fun i really enjoy that you're like why am i being woken up at three oh it's kind of cute i don't i don't let it wake me up but i look at it later how are you gonna know if somebody robs your house then Uh, well i'm just gonna know who it is Uh, you know (laughs) the wave i've got that i bought my parents the outdoor cameras they did want them and they're on the same app, the same account. So I basically was getting notifications for my camera and their cameras as well, which is, you know, it's nice to see that they're you know, leaving the house occasionally. <laughs> That's um, good. You know, when they're at home, you can steal the silver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Change the will. Yeah. Get your inheritance a little early. <laughs> yes. But I, I did also uh, alternate <laughs> the lights in the flat, much like. Uh, so which camera was this again that you got? This was a solo indoor cam P24. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Uh, and it was like 30 quid. Oh, that's it pretty. It was like a third off. So it was pretty decent for, yeah, for what I got. Bad. I have the, I do have a, a one camera. It's by the company Wise, W-Y-Z-E. And it's, I, what I liked about it was it's cheap and it's pretty solid, but it, it doesn't have HomeKit. And they have like been really mum about whether or not they will ever support HomeKit. So that's a bummer. But it is 
so cheap that it's like I can drop like 40 or 50 bucks on a camera and be like, well, I'll find a place to use this. But it, it is not as nice, certainly, as having the HomeKit integration, I think, even though it does disable, yeah. as James said, a bunch of the features. I think yeah. with the ones that we have, it actually, I mean, it's fine. It has absolutely everything that I want. Um, and it's home, you know, it's not streaming on Yuffie's website. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I, I don't particularly want to have a camera in here all the time, but I like like that I can sort of remotely switch it on and and have a quick look around the flat and switch it off again. I used yeah. to do this years ago when I was like lived in the one bedroom apartment. I'd be gone and I wanted to check in on something. I would uh, screen share into my iMac and turn on the like uh, the oh, photo yeah. booth. Yeah, and so you can, like, <laughs> right. which is not like super high quality, but it was enough to be like, is there anybody in my office? Nope. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, a low tech solution. Well, we used to we, we had uh, those. What was the name of that that sponsor that we had? The um, oh, the Canary. Yeah, the Canary. That I was pretty good too. I yeah. think I've tossed. I had, we it. had that in our living room for a long time. But yeah, it it, it started being more and more uh, unreliable for me eventually, and I, they kept trying to upsell me. I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but and I I don't. I don't like the idea of having cameras inside as much. I think, like, John, having them outside. Although, you know, James, I see your, your point. When you're not away or when you're not at home, I can see the value to it. Yeah. And so, right. like, enabling it for those situations, fine. Yeah. But I, I think the, the biggest challenge I have outdoors is just finding a place to put it where, like, when I had the Eufy ones working outdoors for a little while, the biggest issue was false positives because where are the the area in which I could place it to get the best view of, like, our side door it still captures some of the sidewalk just because our it's too oh, close. Yeah. You, have a so, busy, you have a busy street. Yeah, we have a busy street, and it's just very close to like right. to the street. So cars would trigger yeah. it, buses would trigger it, people walking by would trigger it. I was like, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. did, did you set up the like the activation area? Stuff I tried can... that, but like because the problem I had with the cameras just like I kept having to set them up again and again and again. I got so tired of drawing the little like okay, put the thing here, put the thing here, okay, I'm done, and then invariably I'd have to set it up again like two days later. I had a real nightmare yeah. with those cameras. <laughs> well, we're, we're fairly far away from the sidewalk, and we also don't get any. Tra- we're not cul-de-sac, so we don't get any traffic. So yeah, that's apart from crickets. Yep, the issue. crickets. Uh, it's high commute area. Cr- for yeah, crickets. we do get crickets. We get we get a lot of crickets. I yeah. did pre-order. <laughs> Wise also recently put up a uh, a video doorbell for like was eighty bucks or something like that that they're shipping this year, and uh, I did put one of those in because. I thought that might be a handy. I can orient it on our like back door so that it's facing like sideways rather than out into the street. And I thought that that might be handy. So I may give that a, a shot when it shows up. It did look interesting with the HomeKit stuff that you could use the camera as a trigger. Mm-hmm. So like if it saw people, you could switch the lights on and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about setting I'm up triggered s- by more than cameras. <laughs> I'm thinking about setting up something. I just bought. So we have a uh, the floodlight on the side of our house that came with it is on a has a motion sensor built in and it's either broken or just a shitty like motion sensor because you can literally like jump up and down in certain places in the driveway thinking this should turn it on and it will not turn on. This is how you find out you're a ghost. <laughs> a very selective ghost because some places it sometimes Dan it was off. dead the whole time. That was the twist of this podcast. Uh, mm. I bought a uh, Philips Hue makes a floodlight, and so I bought one, and it's basically just a standard floodlight with smart bulbs in it. But <laughs> is there a smart home product you have not bought? Yes, several. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. At least two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
anyways, I'm, I'm thinking about setting that up at some point so that I can turn it on when like my wife gets home, especially at this time of year where it gets dark at like 4.30 and she often doesn't get home for another hour or two after that. And so I can have it automatically turn on based on um, like we have a, uh, the smart lock that I talked about last week on that door. And so when it unlocks the door, it could also turn the lights on. So thinking about playing around with that, too. But that one is going to be exciting because that one requires actual wiring because I have to like take a thing off a oh, wall yeah. and wire it. So I hope not to be electrocuted. <laughs> and that is how you became a ghost. So. <laughs> I don't like these origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> by necessity they all begin with me die yeah well yeah uh is there anything going on in the world it's very quiet right now it's the week before thanksgiving in the u.s yeah, it's a little quiet just... there was that so there's been a couple i mean there's a, I've, I've got some stories damn oh, i've got, got some, some stories, stories to talk about right. okay I, yeah hit me <laughs> well there's this story about apple selling ads for uh mm. ios apps um that direct the traffic I saw a real good takedown uh by by the macalope about that <laughs> Oh, did you? Oh, interesting. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't read that. Um, you know, I haven't read it. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a uh, post uh, by John. Co- I never pronounced his name right. I don't think Coetzier. Coetzier. I don't know. And he was uh, had talked to some of these vendors. Some of them, uh, some like HBO and Tinder, and mm. they're complaining because they. Apple's running these ads, they're running them through Google, so they compete with their own ads, and they direct to the App Store so that people pay the 30% that Apple gets. <laughs> like, so is the the idea basically being if you're Tinder or whatever, and you have the option to sign up via Tin, what, like, via the App Store, can you sign up via Tinder's website, too? Yeah, like, I think that's the, that's the point for that. all of these, right, is that you could, that they would rather direct people to their website so that they can sign up directly and then they get to keep 100% of the sign up cost. Sure. So not not illegal Apple. but probably, you know, No, a and I'm sure it's probably annoying. part of the whatever. I mean, maybe James can tell us. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there it was, was part like, of the licensing agreement, you know, part of the distribution agreement for the App Store. Well, A nobody reads those. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think there was like somebody I think one of the complaints was they were said, "Oh, Apple is doing this without the developer knowing and apple responded saying something like well the developer knows like i think it wasn't implying that they had an option but i mean if apple wants to run ads for my stuff go right ahead (laughs) (laughs) i don't think Um, they're gonna do that but i mean be nice sure I mean, do you, yeah. do you take out ads? Like, would you take out Google ads for yourself? So I did it for years, you know, buying every keyword around calculators and RPA and anything that I thought was made sense and ran it for years, paid thousands and thousands of dollars and then stopped doing it as a test and nothing changed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so Except you I saved had... thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I... Google uh, AdWords stuff just seemed to make absolutely no sense. I think either people just uh, mentally filter them out or, you know, just... Right. It, it didn't do anything. And yeah. and you're paying every time somebody clicks the link for that stuff. And it made no business sense. So you pay when people out. click the link, but you're, what you're saying is it wasn't converting into actual sales. Yeah. I mean, I think you can do that uh, for the Apple's search... Uh, results advert stuff as well there's two forms of that you can pay for the one where you pay for every click or you can pay for the one where it definitely turns into a conversion Mm. obviously different amounts 
But even then, with those, you're kind of... That's a bit more like a, a, a good old-fashioned shakedown, because, you know, if somebody searches for PCALC and you've got an advert there, they'll click on the advert probably before they click on the thing underneath. So you're paying if they've just searched for the thing that would take you to them anyway. Right. All of this stuff doesn't make me feel good. I mean, if Apple is genuinely was... I haven't seen the text of what they were saying, you know, like if the they were pretending in some way to be like these apps. No, they're, what they're doing is they're ad, they're just advertising for the app and it the link does say go to the app store to buy it. Yeah. So they don't really say that this ad is from Apple anywhere. I don't think that they really I don't think that they really need to that. So that part like I, and these are all companies that are relatively large, right? I mean Tinder and HBO, these right. companies know their advertising landscape extremely well. Yes. There's not a chance in the world that these companies didn't know that like, these oh, ads were being who's run. Right? Well, it wasn't Apple's like yeah, it's apparently, I mean what? Apple said they've been doing it for 5 years. There's no way that these guys did not know that. I think that it's mostly just coming up now because it's probably grist for the yeah, grist for the mule. What is it? <laughs> grist, grist, grist. <laughs> Don't feed your mule grist. Is that, what was it? The the dead horse mule you rode in on? I don't know. Mule for the fire. <laughs> grist grist um, for the mill, dude. You put it in a mill. <laughs> mill. Grist for the mill. Don't put okay. your mule in oh, a mill. It's like that. I couldn't think of the word. Anyway, to you know, turn public opinion and you know, opinion of lawmakers and whatnot against <laughs> App Store rules, which and you know, and I completely agree, the App Store rules suck. And so, to that extent, I don't think I think it is. I think it is kind of gross that Apple does this because it does compete against these companies trying to you know in the ad space, and it's gen. You know, it's just trying to get their thirty percent and. If these companies don't would rather that Apple don't do this, they'd rather do their own ads to direct to their sites. I think that they should be allowed to do that. Well, I mean, presumably they're allowed to. They just can't outbid well, they them, are. Right? No, I, I know yeah. that, but I mean, I think they should be allowed the, to do that. Um, right. It's just the resources. Apple's assistance. Yeah. It's the resources <laughs> Apple is throwing at that is probably a lot more than they have to throw at it. And I think this yeah. is the extension of the same thing that's at issue right now in the the sort of as the court case they were in against Epic. Uh, continues to unspool like directing people outside your app from inside your app right like it's kind of those are cousins i think in terms of like how we're you know it, it they they both fall under the umbrella of apple trying to eke as much as possible out of you doing all your transactions on the app store which yeah. uh you know it, it's the business that they're running and there's no surprise right. about that it's just that i agree it's it's gross and feels like why are you squeezing all your money out of these people yeah. when you you know maybe you should consider and not, and, making you know and they're doing better. it for these big for these big name ones they're not doing it for james yeah <laughs> they're doing I mean, it for companies that could run their that, yeah, if know, I that are happy calculator. to run their own ads and do run their own ads and they're competing against their ads one of the things that i find interesting is you know they're clearly using trademarked terms as the mm, keywords interesting and if you when i was back in the day when i was foolishly running adverts myself if you said you know calculator for iphone or something you had to get permission from apple to use the iphone trademark as one of the google uh, right adword triggers and i don't know if that whole thing has gone away because at the moment like if if you search for 
you know, like Tweetbot or something on the App Store, you'll probably get the official Twitter app, which either yeah. is some algorithm has made the link or Twitter has paid for that. Mm-hmm. And it all, it all feels, as you say, very scummy just to be be using somebody else's trademarks and to be trying to like extract yeah. extra money. Right. But but as I say, if Apple wants to do this for me. I give my permission on this podcast <laughs> right now. I don't think it works that way. Signed. Okay. Please just sign yeah. here. I think you've yeah. already signed away this right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're just not exercising it. Every like couple of months you get like, oh, there's a new agreement for paid app distribution. You know, agree to this to keep selling stuff on the app store. And do I read every single thing and diff it with the previous one and see exactly what's changed? No, I don't. Because you don't have any choice. It's right. like you either agree to it or you don't. Feels and, a lot like signing book contracts, <laughs> you know, or, or selling your soul. It's much the same. <laughs> pretty, I mean, <laughs> distinction without a difference, my friend. <laughs> what are you saying about oh, publishing? Go, go to the list to put grist for the mule on there. And that's oh, the only it's one the I'm only thing on there because it's the <laughs> it's only the thing good enough. There, yeah. It's the only thing good enough. It's the enough. title. Let's just decide that right I, I think we have pretty much established that. Well, uh, okay, before before we go much further, we should tell people that uh, we've got us. Advertising works. Advertising works great. I want you, no one take away from this that advertising is not a quality way to earn money on whether it be apps or magazines. Mostly podcasts. Or, yeah, podcasts, really I guess podcasts. podcasts. I think, and I mean, I think, that is why I'm, yeah. this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Harry's. Because let me tell you, if you're heading back into the office, you might be thinking it's time to get back that fresh, clean, all business look that we have all had at one time or another. And Harry's can help. If you don't know it's Harry, if you don't, if you don't, know, if you don't know it's Harry's, <laughs> then it's not. <laughs> it's no customer bust them, but it's not bad. It's fine. <laughs> if you don't know Harry's, it's time that you do. Harry's was created to be different from other shaving companies. They craft high quality, long lasting blades and durable weighted handles that make a close, comfortable shave quick and enjoyable. And because Harry's insists that you shouldn't have to choose between a great shave and a fair price, they just give you both. With refill blades that start as low as two bucks, it's an easy decision. And new Harry's customers get their starter set, which includes a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover, all for just $3. That's a $13 value for just $3. Plus, Harry's offers a whole range of amazing face and body care products, all delivered right to your door. I have a nice starter kit sent to me by Harry's with more blades than I could possibly ever use. It's like General Grievous up in here with, with razors. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Do you wheeze as well? <laughs> That's a separate problem. Uh, but I will say my favorite is the post-shave balm, which uh, is a, I think, successor to the, the post-shave aftershave lotion that they used to make, which my wife adores. Uh, and uh, I just noticed, incidentally, I had my bottle of the aftershave, and I just, like, after many years, it's run out. And so now I need to acquire more, perhaps, for the holidays. So I, I'm a big fan of that. And I know, John, you had some some things to say, I thought, recently when we, we talked about Harry's. Oh, yeah, my son is a, is a Harry's devotee, I guess is the word. Oh. Yeah, he, um, he, we, we got starter kit as well. And um, he, he likes to, he's never liked to go to the, bar, the barber shop. Sure. He hates sitting in the barber chair. He's, you know, ever since he was a kid, obviously. But um, lately he has realized that he can just shave his head. <laughs> 
So mm. that's what he does. And he uses Harry's to shave his head. And it works great. There you go. There's never been a better time to try Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash rebound to get your starter set for just three bucks. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So you have absolutely nothing to lose. Go to harrys.com slash rebound right now to get the special offer. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash rebound. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show. If you don't know it's Harry's, then it's not. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We can feed that back to them. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to just make some notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. there, there was a story, again, uh, about the Apple uh, AR headset. Uh, James, I want to know your, your feelings on the yeah. AR thing, because I want to know if I'm going to be able to do my uh, equations and calculations in augmented reality, <laughs> is my question. I, mean, I want to know if I'm going to r- roll my dice. <laughs> that's right. There is a reason that I have been playing with AR modes in dice and Peacock for the last few years. I absolutely will do this oh yeah i think it's inevitable i and i look forward to getting a developer kit maybe next summer or something but i still have this wonder whether it is a mass market product because everybody wants us to go into the metaverse i'm not really (laughs) come into the metaverse (laughs) i'm not really sure how many people actually want to do that beyond you know Mark Zuckerberg and possibly Tim Cook. I will say, if you haven't seen uh, Joanna Stern at the Wall Street Journal did a video last week about trying to spend 24 hours in the metaverse, and it's phenomenal. It's really good. It's worth your time. It's like six or seven minutes long, but it's like, it shows off some of the things. It's like, oh, this could be cool, but also, it also, you know, goes into some of the problems and detractions with the metaverse. What, What interests me is this sort of uh, you know there's more and more sort of uh, smoke around this right like and, and the they um it was the morgan stanley analysts this week who were kind of con- like comparing the current situation to the way it was just before apple launched the apple watch in terms of sort of all the ancillary stuff going on around it like patents and and just like talk about development and the rumors etc all that so and it does seem as though there has been a lot of talk about this you know without apple being in any way involved but certainly the the sort of environment around it like has intensified a lot in the last couple years i mean you just need to look at the amount of r&d effort that you can see through all the apis for all the you know ar kits they didn't build that for phones and ipads yeah i mean it's pointless like yes you can do a wwdc stage demo of you know somebody playing minecraft or whatever but i don't know if anyone actually does that it, it's not and a good it's not a good story to tell about it right it's not hold up your phone and point it at this table is not compelling well it's like they say oh we don't want to put touch screens on the laptops because it's stupid holding your hands up all the time <laughs> right, and yeah. it's like but do it with your but phone. Hold yeah, your, right. Hold your phone also, it just—it's yeah. not immersive when you're holding a phone up and looking right. at a small screen at a virtual at the world that you can already see without your phone. Yeah, but if you strap a, a, a proper headset to your face, you know that that does work really well. You know, and I've used some AR stuff, and I've definitely used a lot of VR stuff. And if you know, if Apple can make a sort of oculus quest style thing with uh ar support as well i think it would be really interesting but i just don't know how big a market it is well i here's the thing i mean i i don't think apple goes into most product development thinking this is a niche right like they don't develop a lot of products that are small no, I mean, products like, they don't develop the a lot watch. of products period right like 
the watch took a while to get going, but, but it was never envisioned. It's like ever like tons yeah, of people wear yeah. watches, right? It's not right. like it was a small market. You only have to look back. I, I'd found an old picture of myself wearing Google Glass a few weeks back, and with Lex lurking in the background, with Lex lurking over my shoulder as mm-hmm. he always does. He's yeah. a lurk for that one, <laughs> except for today. And you know. I can't see people walking around on the street wearing these things. Well, that's the question, right? Like, what is yeah. the, what is, when, when Tim Cook or whoever is going to introduce this thing gets up on stage and starts talking about, here's how we envision AR, VR, whatever, what is Apple's story? Because I think that is the tough thing to figure out. Like, you know, you can see Facebook is like, okay, social interaction. That's kind of what we do in, in our current space. So well, we're going to translate that. I can see that. Facebook, like, let's strap cameras to every human on the planet. That right. sounds very Facebook. <laughs> Uh-huh. But it merges with the kind of business that they're doing already uh, in the same way that I think Microsoft, when they talked about the HoloLens, you could be like, all right, I can t- I, I can kind of see where you're going with this. But it also didn't surprise me that Microsoft built a product that was predominantly targeted at businesses because that is a huge chunk of, of Microsoft's historical market. Apple has never really played, you know, like we're going to target this against, you know, enterprise users or what have you. And then the other thing they lack, which is the main sort of VR selling point these days is games. Unless you feel like maybe Apple Arcade is ramping up a really strong VR play, but I feel not super confident about that. If they made something that was roughly comparable in terms of inputs to the existing stuff, you know, you could get a lot of ports of existing titles over. But it's not enough for them. I, I don't think Apple's going to put out a product that its primary thing is like games, right? Like, it's not like them. Yeah. the same no. reason they never put out a game console. I mean, the question is, like, that. there's been talk, or there has been talk in the past that there are two products. Like, one being a kind of glasses, heads-up display, Google Glass, if you want, type thing, which is just information display that's talking to your phone and then it sounded like there was a second product which was more ar via vr headset like a quest type thing so i you know i could see the 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 first one turning up as a kind of you know prescription glasses plus but that's the one that's further off too because that's that's the one that would require more engineering i don't know it depends how much it's leveraging the phone if it's like the original watch stuff where most of the work gets done on the phone and it's basically just an external display and doesn't have cameras doesn't have anything else that i could see that possibly but i think it seems like the kind of thing they're talking about doing with that is still maybe another like a year off whereas like doing a headset of the kind like like the oculus or something that's easily feasible today you know you can yeah you can design that now I mean, I would like one, but if they do it, they'll have to sort of unveil it at WWDC and have developer kits available like they did with like Apple TV and things like that, because they can't just say, and it's for sale now, or also there's no software. <laughs> well, they could. They, but- could do <laughs> they could do that. They could do that. That's the thing they could do. But then, you know, you're talking, what, sell it at the end of the year, heading in towards... Uh, yeah. Thanksgiving, Holiday. Christmas time. Yeah. Well, they could do the thing. I mean, they could do the thing where they get a bunch of, they get some big names and. Yeah, but who's like who's a big name in developing AR stuff? Again, it's I mean, games is the is the big stuff, or yeah. they or they're working with like or you know streaming uh, services to to do like immersive. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's that'll be right up there. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, I've, this I've, gave me a very uncomfortable like picture in my head of what that Apple event's going to be like. 
I don't need that. I don't need that. However, do you know what I do need? A segue? I need to look confident <laughs> with a look that I've put together. Let me tell you. You know how to do that. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. Look, uh, we're all going to end up going back to some sort of event at some point. Even if it's not going back in the office, we may have to go to weddings or job interviews. Heck, some people may be going back and having dates even. And we've all gotten a little too used to wearing sweatpants for a while there, but it's time to replace the suit that's been gathering dust in your closet and get back to looking great and feeling confident. There's never been a better time to upgrade your look. Indochino's Black Friday event has their lowest prices of the years on suits, shirts, outerwear, and more. Plus, you'll save even more using code REBOUND. Look, you know Indochino. We know Indochino. Of course, we know Indochino. We we've talked about our experiences with Indochino. Lex, we've is, made up. We've made up their main marketing pitch. I, it's true. We are. We are. We are plugging it hard. Let me tell you. Lex has talked about his experiences going to his daughter's bat mitzvahs with his very sleek custom suit with his custom monogramming that spells Lex because, of course, everything Lex wears is monogrammed with the word Lex on it. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> Lex um, did his own measurements on submitting them online. I went to a showroom when I had my custom suit made and had it tailored for me and uh, worked. To my wedding uh lex wore his also to my wedding we didn't both get married at the same time because that would have been strange but it was a lot of fun to be able to pick all the stuff like your custom linings your you know, the suit fabric all of that number of you know your where your buttons go and all that it's it's very cool to be in that kind of control of what you wear and it does make you feel more confident let me tell you because it's a look that you picked out yourself indochino offers completely custom fitted suits shirts casual wear and more at surprisingly affordable prices every piece is made to your exact measurements measurements and you can customize every detail the best part is indochino suits start from just $2.99 and shirts from $45 with all customizations included get away from the video calls and back into looking and feeling amazing indochino's black friday event runs from november 8th to the 29th save even more and get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code rebound at indochino.com that's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at indochino.com promo code rebound our thanks to Inochino for their support of this show, the only show that knows it's custom or, or bust. Custom or bust them. Eat your heart out, Lex Friedman. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut because I wanted you to get paid for this ad. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's what I'm looking for here. <laughs> Well, should we uh, should we do some questions? We had a couple. Oh yeah, yeah, we have questions. That's right. A couple came across the transom. Uh, Lex has passed them along. Mahir asks, "Do you remember the life changing event on this day eleven years ago?" <laughs> <laughs> As we read this on November sixteenth, twenty twenty one. It was How a cold. It was a cold day because it's a day a that brisk, I would never forget. A brisk wind came yeah. out of the west. I was a young man of but yeah. <laughs> 30 years old. I was not. <laughs> John was as old as he's ever been. Just as, yeah, I was the same old man that I am now. Uh, <laughs> and it was the day that the, the Beatles showed up on iTunes. Appropriately, yeah. I guess, there's yeah. that Beatles documentary coming out like next week or something, too, on yeah. Disney+. Plus. So. I mean, I'm, I might watch that. I'm interested to see that. I, I think it looks cool. The footage yeah. looks, you know unseen footage i always like to see unseen footage well, you? and then it's seen though after you've watched it well yeah but you're gonna that's why you you, you, you and you can never unsee it again <laughs> exactly yeah no i i'm excited for that I'll, I'll definitely check that out it looked pretty funky and uh get back is a yeah right 
I was trying to remember when the U2 album appeared. (laughs) Different day that you'll never... Different Uh, day that I can tell you, actually, because that was the first episode of this show, which was recorded right after that event. Also, I was fired the next day. (laughs) So it got stuck. You you were fired before the... Speaking of days that we'll never forget. (laughs) And fired is the wrong word. I was involuntarily asked uh, to leave. Which is a different... Downsized. Oh, downsized. Let go. Laid off. Laid off. Given the the boot. Two words. I'm sorry I brought up such traumatic (laughs) memories. I think he's over it. I don't know. Is he? Are you over it? Is that? I mean, he keeps bringing it up. Submit that as a question. It was kind of a big. It was kind of a big event in my life. But you know, I feel that I Mm -hmm. have rebounded just fine. That's that's the name of the show. That's the name of the show. (laughs) That's where we got the name of the show. Where we got the name. Stuck seven years later. Mm Eman writes, "What programming languages would you recommend for a young person today?" (laughs) He must have known uh, uh, that James was going to be on the show. Fortran, AppleSoft Basic, Cobol. Real basic? Ooh, I just do. I mean, if you're doing anything related to Apple stuff, Swift is really the only choice. Yeah. Objective C is useful to know if you're like diving deep into the internals of stuff, but really Swift oh, and start there, yeah. Yeah. And Swift's well, Swift can be an easy to read language. It can also be very hard to read if people do stupid things in I it. I say but, the same um, thing about English. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Swift. Uh, that's it. And if you're doing things on other platforms, then I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. Is is there a well? Is there a language that is more universally taught in schools these days? Do you know? Um, I mean, I. Th- <sighs> it was Java for a long time. Yeah, yeah was Java. Java was yeah. the thing. Like, I don't imagine. I, it I took a happen. Java class in college. Yeah, I mean that was twenty odd years ago. Yeah, not yep. your college. Right. But, yep. Um, <laughs> well. Yeah, I, I was disturbed to see that the Xbox is 20 years old and Halo is 20 years old. A- today. As is Fellowship of the Ring and the first Harry Potter movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 20 years ago. And Skyrim's year. 10 years old. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> other, I don't know, I don't know what they're teaching in universities. It's okay. been a while I don't know. since is there, I was in yeah. I don't know. I, I did a lot of, I mean, all, most of my programming was web programming. And I know a lot of people who speak very highly of Python, which I think yeah, is a Python, good. Yeah, uh, Python, I know people yeah. who don't speak very highly of javascript but it's also useful it's useful but it is i kind of hate it <laughs> yeah me too and i uh, there's was it kotlin and the all the various sort of androidy things that are similar to swift i think ruby was popular for a while ruby was like a yeah ruby was popular for a little while but i think i mean i, yeah, I mean i, I did all is. all my stuff was in php which i have fondness for because it was what i knew but i feel like if i were jumping in today python seems much more versatile and easier so i did like i was kicking around the other day where i was waiting for my car to get fixed and i had like a whole day to kill and so i was at like a library and i was like i'm just gonna start reading python tutorials <laughs> So I did that for like an hour. And I was like, yeah. Nerd. Yep, that's me. I have no use for it right now, but it was interesting. Yeah. Did you see the thing about, I think it was Epic hired Simon Peyton Jones, who's a pretty famous functional programmer guy. He invented basically the language Haskell, yeah. uh, which is kind of the big functional programming thing. Anyway, they've hired him to do a new language for Unreal. Uh, to be the basis of, of of it all, I find that quite interesting because I kind of worked with him because uh, he was he he was at Glasgow University when I was yeah. a sysadmin there. So 
it was kind of thing where you had to recover files when they deleted them. But <laughs> <laughs> always deleting their uh, files. I did not see that because the, uh, that would have gone over my head. But yep, same. It, it, I, I know what all those words are, but <laughs> right. It it was basically you know I will just get this guy who's big in the sort of very abstract programming language world and we'll get him to do us a completely new language which was interesting so i i did laugh however at tim sweeney being like he had a good quote this week about it saying that that um apple wasn't doing enough um to compel with uh you know go with the sort of test korea law and all that stuff and it was like also, it was like, in Google, Google's just crazy or something. It's like, I just pictured Tim Sweeney standing there yelling, right. I'm the only sane man. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, mm-hmm. the last, the last sane man. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, yeah. So Land Swift is, is the answer to that. <laughs> you take one thing away from this podcast, it's Learn Swift. That's it. I have gone, I have gone, well, I've gone a fairer way into, I just, I don't have anything to do with it, I think is the problem. I've, I've gone through a lot of those, uh, a lot of the playground stuff and mm. um i just never get past a certain hump because i don't have a an application yeah, like a burning project to make if there was right. a way that yeah. you could use that to make t-shirts for example exactly yeah then <laughs> problem problem solved itself self-replicating but that's not t-shirt how you make t-shirts dan i wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you actually i do but yeah. yeah i don't know i agree i like i love the idea every once in a while when i write like it is one of the things i enjoyed about swift bar and Bitbar before that for uh mac os was being able to write like scripts in php that are just you know things that go in your menu bar widgets so like i don't need to write a whole complicated program but like i can write a thing to accomplish a single task like get the temperature for my weather station or something like that i enjoy those challenges but it's very rare that i have like a like a fully formed idea for like, oh, I could write yeah. an app or something. Right, right. Yeah, I had, no. I mean, I did, I used to do SQL. I used to do mm. database stuff in SQL all the time. That was my job I for really a long liked time. SQL. And, and so I, uh, like, this was like a few years ago, and somehow a whole bunch of spam got injected into the comments on Crazy Apple Rumors. Oh. And so I was able to brush off my yeah. SQL skills. And uh, and go through and, and strip it all out. I had a spam discovery uh, this week as well. So you know how the play date got delayed? What? Into- First yes. time hearing you. Yes. Oh, yeah, we should, we should be talking about we that. We forgot to F- talk F- about that. I, I wrote yeah. it down, and but you you jumped into questions, so I didn't have time to bring it up. Anyway, yes, play date being delayed. But they said, you know, oh, we've sent out emails to all the 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 pre-order people to tell them which group they're going to be in and if you're in group one and group two you might get it beginning of next year or early next year and if you're in the other groups then you, know, you might get it did it, you did might it get say it what in, group it? did we get yes yeah what group it, it was did. in the email uh and we've we've sorted society but into groups now john so uh, <laughs> if you're not <laughs> well, in group one or group yeah. two well, let me tell you was it yeah. down at the end or something no it was no, like it was a big the- it was like a big banner and like <laughs> It was in the middle of the email. Anyway, the thing was, I didn't oh, have yeah. the okay, email. One. So, you know. And I couldn't, I couldn't, Back I off. thought they must have sent it out. And I thought, well, okay, let's look in all the spam folders, see if it's been filtered. No, nothing. And eventually this led me on a journey and I discovered <laughs> that all the spam email that was sent to the catch-all address for my domain had been f- being filtered into the wrong folder since June 2020. 
And in fact, there were thousands and thousands of emails in there, including quite a few legitimate ones. What could have happened in June 2020? I don't know. I think I was probably uh, in the middle. I'm assuming you installed the beta of. I think I was in the middle of some uh, pandemic mad, uh, madness and must <laughs> mm. have changed something. But anyway, I, I, I had to go through these thousands of emails and I did indeed find the email from, from panic, but I found lots of other things like, well, it, I mean, it was, it was. Did you win the lottery? I had won the lottery Collect quite a by. lot. <laughs> also, I was being uh, ransomware'd uh, as well, simultaneously. So oh. I could use the lottery winnings Congrats. to pay the ransom. Congrats. Get get you a lottery that does both. <laughs> I uh, I check my, I have a Gmail account, which I check in frequently because I don't really use it for anything. But I, like, I had a thing this week where uh, somebody sharing certain parts of my name has, you know, done that thing where they assume that this is their email address. Oh, so yeah. I got like their flight itinerary and some receipt for something they'd ordered. And I was like, this is, <laughs> well, I now have enough information to fish this person if I really wanted to. I'm not going to do that, but I would like them to stop yeah. giving out my email address. The worst was that it was a forward, clearly a forward from this person's husband or, well, I shouldn't say husband husband father some relative of some kind and like they were forwarding stuff to the the address for this other person and uh yeah that was my address so they don't know their family members did you reply to it and say i am not who you think I am"? sometimes i do that but i really uh, a lot of times i'm just like well they'll learn when they don't get an email about this yeah Right. Yeah, I did find all the various things where I tried to sign up for some service and I'd never got the email telling me, you know, click here to register your account or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just gave up on it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I did that March last year or whatever. When people say, oh, you should check your spam folders and see if things got filtered, you should actually do that. Good idea. <laughs> you should check your spam folders in case the podcast gets filtered. Is that how we send out the podcast? Yep, goes into the spam. I don't know how it works. We're pre-filtering for people. It's a service. <laughs> if you're a Rebound Prime member, <laughs> if you're in Group 1, you will get the podcast. <laughs> I like the idea of spam f- uh, filtering for podcasts. You know, just remove <laughs> the episodes where matches some keywords. or we both create and solve the problem simultaneously. That's us. That's our guarantee. 